You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. I've absolutely no idea why Anthony was so widescreen there. I could not believe that. But anyway, welcome along to the Understarters Order podcast. It's Thursday, the 29th of July, and we are live here on our Thursday evenings as usual. And we're here with my... We're back, actually. We've not been together for a good few weeks, but all three of us are back tonight. All four of us, sorry, are back tonight. Evening, Andrew. Evening, Bryce. How are you? I thought my internet was gone there for a sec with... with yeah, it looked, like it, it looked like it'd been squashed, didn't it? Somebody mm-hmm. sat on his. Uh, what's that top you've got on there? That's um, a Sparta Prague jersey from 2017. I usually, anytime I go to a European city, I usually pick up a jersey, so that's what's on today. Sparta Prague, Melka mm-hmm. Beats. Anyway, hello, Declan. Good evening, lads. Caught him drinking a bit of wine there. What's the uh, tipple tonight? Oh, Crianza, 2017. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and here is Stephen. Hello, Steve. How are you guys? He's fresh from his bath again, Steve. I've had a bath and a time. Oh, not uh, It looks it. <laughs> I feel like you green lions coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you there, Paddy and Brownburn. Nice to see you, buddy. Hello, Simon Smith. Nice to see you again, buddy. Evan O'Carroll, Irish Deco. Getting ready for his run at Galway tomorrow. I bet you'll bring that up because it is our first race that we're going to come to tonight, Evan. And we might as well start with it because we're starting with the Galway Festival. We're going to the Guinness Handicap Hurdle, which is that grade B tomorrow. It is over two miles, seven furlongs. Who's binging? I don't have an iPhone. That's me. Sorry, I've just turned it down. I heard a big bing then. I didn't know what it was. So at the top of the market, we have got Stratum here at five to one. Jazzaway is six. Is my sister, Sarah, who only ran... Four days ago on the flat, she's like she did last year, actually, as uh, an eights yeah. visionarian at 10s. Black Mischief, hoping to bring home some pennies for the English outfits there for Harry Fry, is at 12s. Linwood Gold um, is in there at 12s. We've got a few reserves who could get in with Shamwala. Walking on glass there at 12s. And there's Irish Deco at twos. Uh, num- sorry, number two, and he's at 14 to 1. Should we start with him then, Declan? Do you fancy Irish Deco tomorrow? Uh, I, I think it's always important to mention the Raiders, Chris, you know, and I, I hope they get a bit more luck than they got tonight. I'm not talking about that. We're not talking <laughs> about that. We've already had it, had it off tonight. No, I, I'm just <laughs> laughing at uh, Lauren's comment there as well. I don't know if you've showed that. What, even like his milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had the forecast in there. <laughs> Should have had it, shouldn't we Imagine back in the whole field and not the grade one winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old grade one winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, um, obviously, Irish Deco or, or Deco Orlando is, is carrying a lot of weight here. Uh, I, I do think he has a chance, though. Uh, he's ran well enough around here before. We, he's a big, big horse. I don't think he'll have any problem carrying the weight. And the, when he ran at Aintree in the Grade One behind Twine Haley, he ran he ran a decent up race, and you'd imagine running that sort sort of race again could be a, enough to beat a lot of these, um, even wearing number two. 
Uh, I don't think you want much rain. Um, he, he seems to be better on on better ground, and he is fit from the flat. Uh, and I yeah, I, I I do think he has a good chance. I've actually gone for two cliff horses in this. Uh, the other one is is Western Victory. She's a very admirable admirable mare, and um, mm. she's very very tough. And you know you you can get away with it sometimes from the front in Galway. Uh, she's won from the front around here before, and when you're as tough as her and they all come at her, she could just keep sticking her head out if she's on a gone day. Um, she I think she's won twice here before. Um, she's been she was ahead of my sister Sarah in the listed race at Killarney. That race was won by Getaway Gorgeous. Um, it's another horse I'm actually quite a fan of, but I think she was a she was a reserve today in the in the Galway hurdle. Look, it, look the way the races have gone all week. Galway's so competitive. These big handicap hurdles, um, it, it's another decent pot, you know. It's really, really hard to know. And as you know, Chris, you, you do need a lot of luck and running around here um, or you need to be quick enough to take those gaps when they appear. But I, I think they're two decent darts against the field. Um, it's a sort of race where Whoever wins this, you're gonna say, "Ah, oh, I looked at them." For uh, I, I do think the, the both of them like it here and and have a decent chance and uh, be the reverse forecast for me. Reverse forecast, fantastic, Declan. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, those gaps were there. Um, just didn't take the gap. Yeah, like you said. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted you found I've had a bit of time now to uh, reflect and. Yeah. I still feel, I still feel, like, I still feel a little bit. I thought he was going to agree. <laughs> I, 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 agree. I, I can't agree. I cannot agree. I'm just going to move on from it because we'll be here all night talking about that anyway. Um, one, one interesting one in this race tomorrow. What do you think of French made? Because, you know, she was highly tried when back in 2019, wasn't she? She was thrown into that triumph hurdle. Um, have you, is that one you looked, looked at, Andrew? French made? French made? I can't say I did, Chris. Um, as you said, she was highly tried, and um, she's been off quite a long time. Yeah. Um. You know, no run since I think 2019, last seen in France. Um. It's not necessarily a disadvantage coming from Willie Mullins's yard. Um. You know, he's readied horses from all sorts of layoffs to, to win. Um. And he, you know, he does does it regularly, especially with um with mares as well. Um, Didn't off a long layoff. Yeah, but like it's as it's the mares as well. You know, Annie Power, uh, Quavega, um, Vroom Vroom Mag. Like they've all, they obviously French made isn't in the class of them, but he can ready one and sixteen to one. If you think she's going to be, you know, ready to go, I wouldn't uh, throw anybody off. Um, this isn't a race I could have really, I couldn't really get a grasp on. Walking on glass would be interesting if he got a run. He's first reserve and often runs very consistently. Uh, probably prefers good ground as well, which it looks like he's going to get at Galway. Um, he'd have a good chance of getting a run. Um, the other one that I quite liked was Jazzaway as well. I thought she did well at, to win at the Punchestown Festival. I don't think she was the best horse in the race that day, but she kind of... <laughs> she, she, did, she That's Are a short trip. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very sorry. Are you getting that one? That was a short head, yeah. though. That wasn't two lengths. Um, <laughs> it needs down she, two lengths. She needs, yeah, she needs, yeah, needs down two lengths, exactly. Um, <laughs> she'll love this trip, and once she's fit, like, obviously, she's probably going to be fit enough 
uh, she'd have to have a great chance. But the one I'm going to have a go on at a price is Act of God, who just gets in for Eddie O'Grady and Philip Enright. Uh, she's carrying, or he's carrying absolutely nothing. Uh, nine stone thirteen on his back. Um, I I just thought his run behind Dalton Highway at the Curra last time out was pretty nice. You know, he was fifth, kind of never really. It's hard to say he was never put in the race, but he could have probably been given a slightly harder time. He's been kind of well, his last run at um at Kilbegan behind annexation. He was ridden very very cold and was given a hell of a lot to do. He was well beaten in the end, but I wouldn't really judge him harshly on that. If if he gets this trip, I think he could go very well. If you if you look back his form in uh, last July when he hammered Shanro in a handicap hurdle off level weights and Shanro is a very very talented horse. He won at the um I think he won a Fairy House. Um, and he also won the Ebor trial at the Curra. He's a very, very talented horse, Shanro, and obviously he's gone on. He's a, he's progressed. Act of God is still kind of lingering around this mark, but I just wouldn't be surprised if this may have been the plan. And if he gets the trip, I think he could go very, very well at a pretty big price. Yeah, he probably. I was looking at him myself actually, and I thought that he would need them to go pretty hard up front. And mm. it looks like there's a little bit of pace in this, doesn't there? Um, he, has the two only... he has the two mile speed now, so yeah, um, yeah. and he's, he's quite like he's quite um unexposed. And and O'Grady, O'Grady does tend to have his horses really like uh, basically any Irish trainer basically has their horses peak at this meeting. But we've seen the West's awake, he didn't really mm. run too well in the plate. He was there to maybe to I think at the third last, but if you go back to last year, he was there right at the business end, I think he was third or fourth in the plate. So he does really ready his horses. And if you go back and watch his curl run on the flat, um, it was quite promising. And I, I just feel that this yeah. may have been the plan. Um, trip is a bit of a question mark, but it's compensated in the price and at the weights, you know, nine stone 13. I think he's a, I think he's a pretty fair each way bet. So you've not spoke to Chris Jones then about Machuca. Do you reckon he'll take his part? Yeah, he probably will. He got like he only went to circuit in the in the Galway plate. He got cleaned out by the shunter, I think, at the sixth fence. Uh, the shunter nearly put him through the rail, and that was his race over. Um, so look, I don't think he was traveling too well anyway. He was up in the he was up at the pace, and he was I think he was a little bit out of his comfort zone. Um, but then again, I think the shunter nearly put him through the rail. As I said, he didn't he didn't have a hard time. Didn't have the nicest times, um, but I think he's a far better chaser than he is a hurdler, so I'd be just watching him there. Yeah. Black Mischief is a, a, a raider from the English, obviously from Harry Fry's yard, um, who won well at Newton Abbott last time. Um, I'd give him a little sneaky chance in this. You know, I think he's up to I think if he's up to it, he could go well. Um, Steve, have you got one in this one? Uh, very boringly, I fancy the favourite Stratum. Well, I fancy one of Willie's. He's up the top three in a bit, isn't he? But, um, Jazzway's obviously got good form, but uh, call me Lorraine and Jesse Evans. Frank the form today run really well in the in the hurdle. Uh, my sister Sarah's didn't run too great last time, but beating old Aidan O'Brien also in a flat before that in Coventry. But Stratton's one that won the Ascot Stakes. It's, it's one of Cesarovic, second in the Lonsdale. Versatile hurdles, flat. I just, uh, it's well weighted. I won't waste your time. I think I'll probably pick these up, Chris. Like if it's if it, get, if it gets the gaps, it'll be held up, won't it? Yeah. So, Steve, go over your selection one more time. We'll go over Stratton. everybody's. Stratton for you, Andrew. 
Um, yeah, I'll take the bottom weight as of right now, act of God. And Declan? Uh, it was Western Victory and Deck Arlande. Do I want another one there? Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not like Chris in the, in the hurdle there. Oh, come on. for them all coming to the last. The only one he wasn't shouting for was the winner. Oh. <laughs> Give over. I'm going to take French made. I'm going to take French made each way to uh, let come over the, overcome that layoff for the uh, Mullins team. I'm going to go a bit each way on that. So let's move on now. We are going over to Glorious Goodwoods. Uh, the Bonhams Thoroughbred Stakes. Here is the next one. Um, Steve, have you had a good uh, glance over this one, buddy? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you want me to go over the betting first? No, no, no. Can go over the betting. I can see it, but yeah, yeah. Baez is the favourite at four to six. There, El Drama at thirteen to two, and it's really twelve to one and fourteen to one. Bar the rest, there is this. Is this Baez to lose, then, Steve? He's looked pretty special, hasn't he? He's beat Maximo, who's been a pretty good yardstick in many a race over various trips this year. Eight to thirteen. It's really, really short. I'm sort of. When I look at him, I'm sort of thinking of my half if you know, like the same sort of impression he's made on in lesser races. And then could we have a could we have a copy of York on Saturday, you know, where he'll travel into the race and it may not happen, you know. Like you got El Drama's got good form. He was fourth in the eclipse, wasn't beating a million miles either. He beat Maximo in a Chester trial earlier in the year, run poor at Shanty in the French Derby. Um Parotta won the Britannia. Um a couple of interesting ones in a tactical the Queen's horse. It's pretty much been campaigned as a sprinter all year. Um, running the jersey, sort of weak and late, stepping up another furlong, like just seems bonkers to me. But um, mm. it's an interesting one. Tasman Bay, uh, running an absolute stormer in the King Edward the Seventh behind Alan Kerr. Previously, he ran in another derby trial behind John Leeper at Newmarket, I think it was. Um, why is he dropping so much in trip? Like he's by yeah. Lahab, so the mile could really it could be right up his street. It just might be one of them that it's got a bit of stamina as well as speed. But I think they've got a stepping stone with the front front in mind. They've, they've mentioned that yeah, Todd just, he's got such good speed and he's got such a stamina as assured. I'm just I think fourteen one's a really good price uh, as an each way shot in this. You know, there's a there's a few there's a few doubtful stayers. Uh, further down the field, I know El Drama will definitely get him in the favourite will, but yeah. I'll run back to Tasman Bay, Chris. He's running he's running some really, really good races. Namely namely the Maximal the Alan Kerr race. Uh, I think Hurricane Lane there somewhere along the lines as well. So um I'd much rather back him at 14 to 1 and Baid, despite how good he's looks on the eye, you know. Yeah. He wants the favourite to go and go and win by six or seven. He's, he, like, he looks absolutely exceptional, but yeah. As a betting proposition, I'd, I'd just rather back Tasman Bay. He's actually doubtful to run, actually, by Ede, I think, looking at it. It's um, like it's drying out? Or? Yeah, no, he doesn't want any rain. He doesn't want it to rain. So any more rain, which it depends if you, which forecast you're looking at. Um, it, if there's rain in the forecast and it does rain, he might come out. So keep an eye on that by Ede. So Remember, on the net, on a, on a damn side, it shouldn't really be too much of an issue, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, Tasman Bay, Chris. Anyway, I think it's worth a small, small each way stab. Let's go over to Declan. What about Cartoon for the O'Briens? I, I think he wants further than a mile. 
um, looking at him. He was well beaten the jersey. He's then been second at the Curragh in the listed race. And uh, look, if if this favourite runs and um, he is as impressive as he looks, Cartoon's certainly not going to be getting near him. Um, he has looked quite impressive. He, he's beaten Maximal over eight furlongs. Um, as Steve said, he's beaten he's beaten a few decent yardsticks quite well. Um, El Drama has also beaten Maxwell, although that was over 10 furlongs, and you could argue that brings him into it. Look, there was no shame in the race he ran. Um, he was 4 to 4 in the Eclipse, but you know, really, really good race. I, I know, um, I know Steve still doesn't like St. Mark's Basilica, but um, and he'll continue on after me here. Um, like looking through the race, I, I get where Steve's coming with Tasman Bay. I just think it's very, very strange to come back to a four longs. Like his form is decent enough over four. Or what makes them think suddenly this a four longs, you know, this a four longs in particular is, is going to really play to his strengths. I can't really see it. Um, Look, I'd be tempted to to roll the dice with um the outsider Passionova. Um, I I think if if the favourite does turn up, I'd be doing a straight forecast. But if he doesn't turn up, you know she's fifty to one at the moment. I know it's a big step up in class, but you're sort of you're you're looking really really hard outside the favourite to, to to find something to take him on or to finish second to him even and. You know the 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 form of our new market race is is working out quite well. We're sweet enough and sort of beauty winning since, and I, I think she could be a bit of a surprise here tomorrow. Like in a race like this where you're just picking holes in them, it, it could be the way to go. Really. Yeah, thanks very much for that, sir Declan. What about yourself then, Andrew, with this one? Yeah, it's a good race for the grade, actually, Chris. Um, look, Bade, I. I only caught up on him really this evening. Every time he's ran, I've kind of missed it. And he, he like he just looks like a very, very smart horse. Interestingly enough, he's a full brother to Hookham, who is pretty much a well, he's a 12, 12 to 14 furlong horse, really, like look, looking like a, a decent stare, four-year-old, uh, quite smart. And then his full brother just looks like a bit of a speedball, and, and it just makes me think that if the pedigree suggests that 12 furlongs be fine in time. Uh, how good could this horse be? Um, what what he's doing to good horses like Maximal over a mile. Um, El Drama comes back to a mile, which is fair enough. I think that's a good move. He's been kind of been found wanting in Group One company the last twice, but on a direct line through Maximal, albeit different distances and ground. Um, he did beat Maximal in the D stakes where uh, Bade, I think Bade stuffed him in the Henry Cecil at uh, Newmarket. Uh, Khartoum just hates the boat. Uh, two runs in England. Mm. Um, like he, he, Chris's dream's been in this lad's ear. Uh, Master of the Seas um, hammered him in the craven, and he was basically, well, he was beaten out of sight in the jersey as well, um, on either side of two decent runs. Um, Parotto, again, is a nice horse. He was, I think he was beaten in a handicap in, at Newmarket, though, and I think he. I think the handicapper probably is in charge of, of him at, at a mark of 106, and if that's the case, he won't be winning this. Uh, Rhythm Master looks a little bit exposed. Tactical, I'd agree with Steve. I think a mile is a bit far for him. Uh, Tasman Bay, Sir Mark Todd, New Zealand, 
horsemen. Um, and you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, they love running horses over 12 furlongs and five days later, I'm sticking them over a mile. Uh, so I'm not surprised that, like that. It's Sir Mark Todd campaigning this horse like this because they regularly do this in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, I don't see it working here. I, I think they might try and boot them out and try and make the running. Uh, Passanova's rated 89. She was probably in here to maybe scoot a bit, little bit of black type. The ground will need to quicken up first. She's been withdrawn twice on soft ground, uh, including at Goodwood. Um, she look. She did well to win under a penalty at Newmarket last time out. She beat a nice enough filly, a nice enough John Gosden filly, um, who has won since. In fairness, so the form is okay, but she'll have to improve a hell of a lot on what she's shown already. And if she's been withdrawn on tacky ground and soft ground twice, her participation might be in a little bit of doubt. They might take a chance because of the occasion, um, but she'd want to really find... I, I just think the favourite wins this, to be honest. I, I hope he wins it impressively. He carries a celebration mile entry. Personally, I'd like to see him running something like the Judmont on his pedigree if he if he is impressive here. But, um, yeah, it'd be Baid for me, Chris, and I don't think we need to really waste our time with anything else. Baid for Andrew. We have got an each-way selection for Tasman Bay, which is for Stephen. And Declan has gone for a very bold forecast in Baid to beat Passionova. Okay. Very bold indeed. That's all we need. Andy's face is frozen. He's all there. He's moving again. Right. Um, this is a race that wasn't on our agenda at the start, but until you guys said that we were going to go on to the agenda, we're going to go on to the Golden Mile now, which is at 3 o'clock on Saturday at Goodwood. Um, it's a, obviously it's a mile race. It's a class two for three-year-old plus. And at the top of the market here, for we have Buick, who is riding for Charlie Applebay, and that is Path of Thunder. Magical Morning is there for Frankie and John. Um, Johan there is is there for William and Ryan. Ross Collin, who's been looking like he's running every week at the moment uh, under Oshie Murphy and David O'Mara. May Danny is there at ten to one, and it's twelve to one by those. We actually think Carter. Carter, Car sorry, after the win today, will actually run, Andrew? I think he will. Um, he might. I, I don't see... Like, mm -hmm. if, it depends how if he eats up this evening, really, doesn't it? Um, he will carry the penalty. Well. Yeah, he will carry the penalty. Look, Mark Johnston, he won't be afraid to run him if he doesn't want to. Or if he, mm -hmm. if he does want to. If he thinks the horse is okay, he'll run. Um, look, what I would say is, though, he... Like, he wasn't stopping at the end of that 10 furlongs, and I know he dictated, but coming back to a mile with now an extra few pounds on his back, um, it's it'll be a much tougher task in a much better field here. Um, so he wouldn't be my idea of, of the winner. I actually do like Ross Collin. I know you said, Chris, that he's been running every other week, but I think that was a really good effort a few days ago behind brunch. Um you know, he's already won a track as well. I think David O'Mara trying to win her with a horse with a similar profile last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a really progressive horse. I can't Prompting, really, I can't, yeah. Yeah, prompting. He he came into it off the back of a couple of wins. And I, I, I remember because I slated him, saying that it, it was a big, big rising class. Now, Ross Collin was second in the listed race. I think prompting won like a class four um, mm. and was down the foot of the weights. So... They're, they're both progressive profiles. I think they're both three-year-olds at the time as well. Um, So I think Stall 8 is good. O'Shea Murphy, good jockey booking too. Um, May Danny, I, I'll let Steve talk about him. I think Steve quite likes May Danny. 
He'll go um, off like the clappers. He, he should, yeah. He probably will. And, and Magical Morning, I think he's better at the weights with Magical Morning now. Um, nothing else really like is jumping out at me. I talk Corazon es, Espinado. You know, he's he's around a 28, 33 to one shot. He's done a lot of racing on the all-weather, but he was quite impressive at Epsom. And admittedly, is it is a track that that he quite likes. Um, I yeah, think he he's won at Epsom won twice. Four or five times there, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's won. He's won more than once anyway. Mm. Goodwood isn't dissimilar to Epsom in terms of the camber. Um, obviously, it's it's it, it's right, or it, they go to their right. They don't go to their left. But if if you help, if you handle Epsom and you and you're partial to Epsom, the likelihood is you'll be happy enough at Goodwood. He's a huge price. Um, for, for for the form that he's in now, it is a big, big step up, and he is a six-year-old, so it is probably fair enough. But if you're looking for a horse at a big, big price, he'd be the one I'd be looking at. Seeing as the horse that he beat um, last time out, I believe was um, I think it was Hortiz, um, I think it was Hortiz Honor, um, Hortzadar, sorry, Hortzadar, um, of David O'Mara's, and he's sixteen to one. Um, whereas Corzon Espinado is, is around a 33 to 1 shot. Um, yeah. So he'd be the each way play, but I do like Ross Collin. I think he's a horse going the right way. Um, documented by his, his listed second, which he will not be penalised for because he didn't win the race. Um, the likelihood is he could go up for that. Um, so he would be my he'd be my pick here if, um, if I was to have a bet. Nice spot there, Andrew. What about yourself then, Declan, in this one? Um, yeah, I, I think as, as Brad has put in the comment there, the draw is key here, and you do need to be drawn in the 4-6, really. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the, the draw analysis here, and then it, it, it drops down immediately after 6, and it actually jumps back up from 9, um, for some reason. Star mm -hmm. 9 seems to be alright, and it's actually the same in the Stewart's Cup later on as well. You, you think you only want low, and well, really you do. The 4-6, and then it jumps back up at 9, there seems to be winners come from 9, whatever whatever that means. I mean, that mm -hmm. one, I don't know what star he is with Star 9. There must be a starting pad in there or something. Um, I, look, and, and if it wasn't for such high draws, I would have liked him, Kaiser and, and uh, Varian. But they're drawn 20 and 22. Uh, and it, it was Varian who brought me on to uh, Johan. He's drawn number two. Um, and he beat Varian the last day at Salisbury. And mitigation has come out and won this week. Uh, I think it was the first race of the week. Uh, the other one I'd give a shout to is Escobar, who's actually drawn in, in nine. But it was the fact that he ran okay in the Lennox and he's turning out again so quickly. Um I do like when horses turn out again at meetings um, at, at these festivals. Uh, it, it can mean they're driving at times, but I suppose my, my main selection, selection is, is probably uh, Johan. It's it's not a race I've a massive opinion on, but look, if I wanted to have a bet, I'd probably do uh, the reverse forecast with both of them, Johan and Esper. Ooh. Stephen, let's come to you. I'd probably think that you're going to say something about Kadar first. Uh, yeah, it's going to look to be Carter. Yeah, that's right, Carter. Carter, yeah. Lots of today seems to deprived on the trip, didn't he? So dropping back to a mile again. He was backed off the balls in the Hunt Cup, wasn't he? he? He never ran any. Well, I say round seven wasn't. It wasn't really his best run, but because he was, it was a really highly rated two-year-old by the Johnson Yard. 
um, going back in time. But um, Path of Thunder, one really well new market, first time blinkers. You can sort of see why his favourite is drawn well, but just a bit too short for me. Although in this race over the years, you do see horses winning like in the three, four, five to one bracket. But I'm going to take a chance on something a bit bigger. Uh, Magical Morning was just talking about beat May Darnie at Sandown. Remember, I stuck May Darnie up that day and I was sort of hoping it bagged the rail. Um, but there was a lot of rain uh, between the first and the Saturday and ended up coming down the middle that day and then Frankie picked him off with a good ride. But uh, Brad was just saying the draw's key here. May Darnie's drawn five tomorrow. Magical Morning's drawn 11. Frankie's either got to sit and suffer and be sort of middle to the back or he's going to have to use a bit of energy up to get a position. And I think normally in them sort of circumstances, you're better off taking a tug and then hoping for some luck. Because otherwise, you probably there's a good chance you can run your race in the first couple of furlongs, especially if you're getting no cover. But uh, May Darnley won at this meeting last year, broke well, bagged the rail, quickened just before they come down the hill and it was game over. And um, he hasn't won since. I'm sort of drawn five. I'm really, really keen on him tomorrow. Ten to one, so Crowley's chosen, obviously. Mm. That might not be much of a choice because the other one might not run. But um, Escobar Deck just said, like, I had a little bit on him the other day at 50s in the Linux purely because it was like an absolute bog. And that's where his best form's been over the years. Like I said the other night, he won, he won the Balmoral, didn't he, a few years back, beating Lord North. But I'm not sure drying ground will be to his liking. But the big field probably will be to his liking. He's sort of always, if he can get buried in the pack, he. He'll come through a lot of beating horses late, you know. I wouldn't put anyone off having a little, little each way at him at 14 to 1, but um, I do like May Darnie, Chris. Yeah. I'm going to join you on that bandwagon as well because I do like May Darnie this week. This week. Um, I think he was drawn well, like you say, Steve, and he won over one mile too, didn't he, that, that year, last time, mm. this time last year, and he did that really well. Um, I think it all depends on how he breaks and how well Jim can kind of maybe dictate the pace here. And if he does that well, he's in with a squeak. So I'll chuck him in at 10 to 1 with yourself, Steve. Uh, Declan, just remind us of yours. Yours was a forecast, wasn't it? Uh, it was Johan and Escobar. And Andrew, yourself? Yeah, I was on um, O'Shane Murphy and David O'Mara's uh, Ross Collin. Ross Collin. Thank you very much, boys. A few things in the comments, though. Simon Smith has said, Escobar has been safe for the Balmoral at the end of the year. Can you see that, boys? Every chance. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. There's a few more. They must got seven furlong handicaps before that as well. And when yeah. the rain starts to come, September on was just, just sort of a meeting there every two weeks. And they all take their turns, don't they? He, he, run, run, he runs regularly. Be there. He runs Sorry, regularly. No, he runs regularly, Escobar, but... The likelihood yeah. is that, like, if he is going to pick up one of those handicaps, it probably would be the Balmoral. He was good in it last year. Yeah. Well, we know what the ground would be like anyway, don't we? Rowers, a rowers might go in it. Heavy chasing ground. Mm. Rowing. Our, our, our gold yeah. medalists, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll go yeah, well in yeah, the Balmoral. Yeah, they don't have any. <laughs> right, next race, boys. We are going on to the King George Qatar Stakes, which is the next one we're looking at. And it is... Batash at the top of the market here at seven here to four. Go. Dragon Symbols taking him on at three to one. Art Power at sixes, and it's twelve to one bar those. We've got the French horse there at Sueza, who's coming over from France for this. Will be a week on board, and we've got Glass Slippers as well. This looks a really, really interesting race, don't you think, Andrew? Oh, this is yeah, this is the best renewal of this race I can remember in quite a while. 
Um, I'm just wondering, will the will the British superstar excuse generator be coming up again for Batash because he wasn't ready mm-hmm. at a yeah, for the King Stand? Um, now if he look, everybody knows that Batash is at his best around Goodwood or or down down the hill at Goodwood. Um, so if he wasn't to win this, you would alarm bells might be going off because he has been around early enough into his two-year-old days like he did win at bath in may as a two-year-old so he's been he's been literally around for as long as humanly possible uh, for as long as a horse can really be around and and he has stayed relatively sound in that time i think his run in the king stand was good i don't think his finishing position could have really been approved because the, the way that race laid out like I, i've never seen horses go as quick as that and it, it ended up that the, the the six furlong horse that looked tailed off after two furlongs ended up coming through to win um they just went an absolutely irresponsible gallop and batash i think did quite well to finish fourth um all things considered i think maybe if he if he had been held up he might have been second might have been third um but i thought the way the pace collapsed, he did really, really well to hang on to be fourth. Art Power is a four-year-old that ran really, really well in the July Cup. And he's probably worth another go at five furlongs. We haven't seen him at that trip since he was beaten by Batash in last year's Nunthorpe. Uh, but he is a stronger horse. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not fair to say that he hasn't gone on. Um, because he is still only a four-year-old. He still has time to kind of improve. Um, but he does retain potential. Um, Glass Slippers, her, her record fresh would be a little cause of concern. She was second in the race last year, but after she finished second, she went on to kind of achieve much better things on the year. So I'd be kind of a little hesitant about her. And then we have the three-year-olds, Dragon Symbol, who's been desperately unlucky um, since winning his four to start his career. He's been beaten the nose by Rohan. He's been chucked out in the steward's room at Ascot, which I personally didn't really agree with. Um, and then he was beaten. He ran a mighty race behind Starman. I think this um, five furlong shouldn't be any issue. He's a very, very fast horse, very, very smart. Um, you better believe it is a horse that I, I still I still think has a chance to show us something better. He won the Flying Childers last year. Um, I think if they... if that they kind of ran him in the King Stand. They had him mid division. If they rode him cold, like the way they usually do, I think he would have finished a little bit closer in the King Stand because he was going okay two furlongs out, and then he just didn't really have the class. But if he's ridden for a bit of luck and has ridden very cold, he could come home better than a lot of horses, and he might run better than the sixty-six to one suggests. And then there's the mare uh, Sueza, who finished mid div in the Commonwealth Cup. Um. She was a little bit keen, but I didn't really see too many excuses outside of that, personally. The market has reacted a bit crazily. She was sent off, I think, favourite for that. She was a two-to-one favourite. She's coming back here as a 12-to-one poke on ground that she will enjoy, um, despite the fact that she ran in France, the Commonwealth Cup ground, where it was borderline unraceable. Like the, There was inspections 15 minutes before racing. That was probably the toughest ground she encountered and coming back to five furlongs she she's probably overpriced on what she's achieved if you take out the commonwealth cup run and it's always good to forgive a run um 
I'm just wondering, it just makes me think, is, is that enough to beat Batash? Um, you know, the usual me would say yes, but the fact that Batash is so good at this track um, and you're getting six to four, it's it's a pretty fair price, I think. Um, I think he's the most likely winner. I think it'd be unfair to say there's question marks about him. We, we, did, we were all aware that he was kind of struggling before Ascot. He had a bit of an interrupted prep. This is his backyard. This is where he's is at his best. Might be best just to not overcomplicate things, but the three rolls will be his main danger. All three of them, even though you better believe it, is 66 to 1. I'd be taking Batash to maybe beat one of the three-year-olds here. Uh, Dragon Symbol, you better believe it, or Swayza. Um, whether I'll do the straight forecast with the three three-year-olds, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I think Batash wins this with maybe the three-year-olds to follow him home. Mm, thank you very much, Andrew. Interesting, you're still following the better believe it though. Yeah, because mm. you know, you can still see why you can. Mm. Um, well, if Batash rips the race on. open and he's ridden dead last, he will come home better mm. than look, that's what happened in the in the flying chill. There's frenetic, and I think another Philly uh, went off like the clappers, and he came home best of all. That's what's best, that's what he's best at. Maybe the king stand was just too much for him but if Batash gets his own way in front he wins this and if it's only Batash towing them all along there's a chance that you better believe it might be able to make his way into the race and he could outrun his price where are you going for this one Declan fast and frenetic I I agree with um I, I agree with Paddy there and, and I'd be napping hard power Ooh. I I think there's 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 a, a lot of questions for Batash to answer now um and at that price, you have to take him on. Look, we, we spoke to the night about um, Stradivarius, and you can only go to the well so many times. And well, I've said a lot, sprinters sometimes are not at their best until they're, they're seven or eight. He's running in group ones, and it takes its toll on you. Um, like, how, how much time must it take to, to recover from one of these five, four long group one sprints? Like, it has to take an awful lot out of a horse. And he's had the bad injury over the winter. Uh, he was beaten in the king stand, and the farm is not working out great at all. Um, have any of them won since? They've they've nearly all ran. Um, so I I'm very keen to take him on. Um, and I just think that Art Power is is not seen out the six four long well enough. But I think he's got plenty of speed, oh. and I think he's. I think he's a great bet here. Um, that, what what that price run is? That was fantastic, wasn't it? He was, was on the wrong side. The run last time, he was on the, yeah. probably on the wrong side, wasn't it? Yeah, and look, at it, it, right it, it just doesn't really. It does. It's it not really seen it out. He's hitting the front. He's shown the speed. He's just being outstead. Um, so this, this is the right way to go. It's coming back to five furlongs. Um, like Dra Dragon Symbol, he looks very exciting, but. I'm not sure he wants the five furlongs. Um, I think he's going to, you know, he stays the six well. Um, glass slippers, huge season last year. Um, it's her first run since the Breeders' Cup, and she hasn't really gone well fresh before. Um, I think the French horse was probably found out at Ascot. Um, the rain came, never ran over five furlongs before. So unless that's, you know, going to... You know, going to bring out an awful lot of improvement. I can't see that horse getting um getting near winning this. Like 
I don't, I don't think the rest of them are good enough. Arecibo, second in the King stand, beating at Sandale. Like, the form from the King stand is just not, it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, the, the rest of my just downs, are, uh, I know Andy likes to try it all, but I think our, our power's sticking out here. Um, I think our power's a great price. And probably priced up on on being outstayed in those six four long races and, and this is the way to go with this horse coming back to five and having a good go at a batash that maybe over his best um and has had the bad injury over the winter and there's just an awful lot of questions to answer. Um it is a time to have a go at him, it's now. I don't think our power power will be stopping either deck. I don't think that even over this far, I don't think it'll be stopping. So they'll they'll really need to go some to catch him. I think he's a cracking price, buddy. I really do. He'd be, you know, bordering on like Nap next best for the next few days for myself. Um, I do like Art Power myself. Where are you gonna go for this one, Stephen? Um, I've got a blank with a draw. The low numbers are gonna be middle, aren't they? Is that right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so yeah. high's got the rail. Yes, you're yeah. right, mate. Yeah. Um Batash, if you if you was told you to get six to pull before the king stand, you'd be biting people's arms off, wouldn't you? But like Deck always says, you know, like age waits for no man. You know, eventually does catch up with them, doesn't it? You know, he's not going to get an un- obviously he's the quickest horse in the race. Obviously, and he's showed in some of the numb folks the last couple of years. He can be sort of held up as well now a little bit, but there's a lot of speed in this race. Um, like Dex said about Swayzard, this is going to shock the life out of the French horse, I think. I don't think you've ever seen anything like a five furlongs downhill like Goodwood, you know. Um, Art Power, I'm not as keen as you guys. Uh, Dragon Symbols had a lot of racing. I, I'm going to throw a few quid each way on Arecibo. I know Dex just had a pop about the fact he was second and then ran second in a lesser race. I, I totally agree on that, but the run, the run in the Kingston was really, really good. But what what happened at Sandown was is that he didn't Spencer did Spencer ride not so common if he rode it or not, but the way the horse well, trapped, I had a go at him anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, just playing Roy Moore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but we'll probably did ride it. But Arecibo, the way he travelled at Sandown was absolutely brilliant and he never had he never got anything to take it far enough into the race. And he, mm. he went on he went on a bit too soon for his own liking and he got swamped late by came to the park. And I'm just thinking of all this pace in the race with Batage, Art Power, uh, any there's any one of five or sixes could go off. Obviously, some of them might go a bit too fast, but if Jamie bags around, he gets a few gaps, this will be finishing better than anything in the race. And, yeah, he will. Um, and I, I just think I just think he was really unlucky at Sandown. It just the cards fell into his lap too early. If he got another toe into the race for another hundred yards, he would have won the race quite easily. But I just think when he hits the front, it's um there's not a lot left there, you know. So I think coming through beating horses, um, I think sixteen to one's a great price. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of an enigmatic character at the minute, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, um, he's, he's the of his life at the minute. You could probably knock the handicap form back in the day, but Robert Cow's a master at that, you know, like bringing him through the ranks. Like I don't know if you remember Prohibit a few years ago, won a King Stand, and he was running much lesser class just before that, but yeah. True. Liberty Beach, Stephen? Nothing? No, nah, I just wonder if he's not been not been all right this year because he run quite a lot of races last year. He's only had the two mm. runs this year. Had his pipe, pipe open at Haydock where it won, but... Loves Haydock though, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, no, nah, not for me tomorrow. 
Yeah, not for you. So, Stephen, it is for you, RSC boy. Each way are you going on the nose, buddy, though? Uh, 16, 16s. 12 runners, I can go each way. Yeah. Each way with, um, what was the other one I said earlier? Uh, Declan, are you nap, nap material or next best material, something like that? For nap, oh, power? I, nap on nap power. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming in with you, buddy. I'm joining. Let's get in that ship and we'll sail together, mate. That's all right with me. As, as long as as long as I can go at the end where we where it won't float, <laughs> my weight will will make it float. You see, uh, Andy, you? Yeah, I I think our power I think will run a good race, but he was on the wrong side in the July Cup, and I th he did run a mighty race. I think he gets to six fine though personally, but mm. um, no, I think we'd be overthinking. I'd be I'd forgive Patash. I think the the King Stand was just an absolute free for all. It wasn't really a it's just a, yeah. it was carnage really. Um, so, yeah, be Batash to beat, you better believe it. Um, and I'm going to back you better believe it each way. Oh, nice, nice. 66 on there. Let's have a look at some of the comments here because Paddy and Bromber art power nap for himself. Um, Simon Smith, what's he put? I really like art power, but I can't back a horse with Sylvester D'Souza on board. Oh, I don't let jockeys yeah. do that to you. It's a shame. Damo Clark That's has written you know. Dragon Symbol for himself. Dragon Symbol there. Another one from Simon here. Sprint Cup looks tailor-made for dra Dragon Symbol. Do we agree with that? Does it, uh, put that next comment up. <laughs> Warren <laughs> Everton here. Caspian Prince is 12 with 115 run to an age is only number. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about, you know, when I think I go to the well so much, group ones, like, you know. Yeah. Like, if you run as a four on group one race, like, every muscle must be strained in those horses. Yeah. yeah, and then we've got this here from Brad. Arecibo probably prefers a stiffer track. This is likely to be too quick for him, but a, but a big price that's decent. And the last one from yeah, Sam Steve, just for you, this one. <laughs> I'd rather have Steve on board Art Power. <laughs> What's that? Steve, do you fancy getting on Art Power? <laughs> It'd be doing a bit of overweight. <laughs> <laughs> Right, boys, let's move on. We are going over to the final race of Friday now. It is the, how do we say this, Lon Marine? I, I've given it a go. I've given it a go, and that's all I need Lame, to do. Just say the Queen's play. Queen's play, yeah. I've given it a go anyway. I was doing my best French impression, though, to you lads. Come on, give me a bit of credit anyway. Anyway, this is a one-mile four race out of Group 3. Uh, we have got... Mogul here, who's favourite at eleven to four. Passion and Glory at fours. You can Glenn, who is such a great horse. He's such a great character. Love, love that win last time. It was fantastic. Outboxes are at nines. Alunak at elevens and Pablo Escobar at twelves with without a fight. Also at twelves. Eagle by day. We've mentioned a few times on the podcast at sixteens. All the way down to Fox Talder is the outsider at twenty eight to one. Where are we going to start here, Stephen? With this race, where would you like to go, buddy? Yeah, I mean I can tell you now I've lost a few quid with some of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real few kind quid. of a good race. <laughs> can we sound snippet that bit? Can we sound <laughs> one that my text message done? Yeah. <laughs> Even my wallet's trying to run out the door now. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them has the Wednesday. Well, just look at Alan. I backed him at 81 at Ascot. Then he won, he won the old Newton Cup at about 20. He's absolutely bolted up last time. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I even thought the fact he got soft ground it didn't matter to him anymore. He was so bad. But um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Mogul, I don't know what to say about him. Declan's going to say plenty, I suppose. 
You're probably wondering where Japan is. Where are they? He's won a couple of really nice races around Sandown, isn't he? Um, eight-year-old, like most progressive eight-year-old in training. Um, <laughs> Eagles by day, I think I read in the post yesterday, Tom Segal stuck him up for the Ebor. Um, sure, he should have run in that last year. Yeah. He would have had a chance. Um, Chris, would I be right in thinking you're looking at your man side or? Ah, uh, yes, you would be right, buddy. Yes, Oshin's got the ride. Just looks a really improving horse. I know he's far. He's, he's he had a bit of a turn at the beginning of the year. Uh, looks like he's going the right way, but in the right direction. He'd be the one for me. Yeah, I didn't know too much about him, but I just, he's bolted up in his last two races. Obviously, they're a bit less yeah. class this, but he looks highly progressive. And obviously, when side has one, which he's been very patient with, you know, like when they miss a season, they come back. They do more times and not rack up a sequence, but um, yeah. it's crazy. Like you look at Mogul as a five to two shot in a race of this class. He should he, he broke a track record, I think, in France last year, close to it. Um was it the Grand Prix? If it's good. What race was it? Uh Grand Prix de Paris, was it? He mm. beat in swoop, didn't it? Um No, didn't he win one of the trials in September, was it? No, he did. He won the Grand Prix de Paris and oh, then won it in Hong Kong. Yeah, he absolutely bolted up. Yeah. I don't know, Chris. So I'm really like to throw anything any more at these these bloody things. I'm sort of struggling, but Mogul Mogul definitely get the trip on the fault. He's that slow. Um, it shouldn't be a problem at all. But I couldn't back him at five to two, Chris. I just I wouldn't want to tell anyone to back anything. In this. I'd probably rather have a few. Yeah, Eagles oh. by Mogul drops out. And he does have a turn of foot. He's a bit of a bridle horse. I'd rather back something like that in this race that's going to travel mm. instead of a mogul that's going to be shoved along most of the way, you know, but still may be good enough to win, mogul. But I'm going to pass on it. <laughs> good pass. Good pass. Can we pass? Can we pass? Lads, I don't care. I know we like to have, I know we call him Grant Mitchell. I know we like to have a good go with him in Japan. But this is a serious drop in grade. I don't care how bold he is. I don't care what the ground is like. He wins this race. Like, he's you know, this. He's, he's, he's torn up against a bunch of chums and he's five to two. Like, Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you know, am I mad or are the bookies mad? I, I, I can't walk her out. It's like absolutely blind money here. Like, who are these chums? Like, what, do, what races do they run in? Like, I don't know. Like, Andy, yeah. you got you there for him, will you? Because I don't have time. But I don't <laughs> even look at them. Andy, you go, will you? I'm just backing Grant Mitchell here. Straight <laughs> <laughs> out, out of the garage. Mm. Up on, like, on there, wherever you like. I'm just, he's just yeah. turning up here and winning. Like, unless, I don't know, he's hit by lightning or something. Like, what, what's going to stop him here? Mm. If, if he loses this, he's finished. Aiden's brought Japan down in grade. And won. And he's, he's been hacking up. You know, there was people jumping up and down when he won at Chester. Now, we suppose he beat a horse who won. Um, who won a I heard one you were one of them, Declan. Weren't you jumping up and down? You were one of them, weren't you? <laughs> I, I just like jumping up and down. That's all. Uh, he, he beat a horse who won a two-mile group one who couldn't win a handicap on the sand. <laughs> you know, like... And, and then he, he's he's come back to nine furlongs at Leopardstown and he's beaten um you know horses you can just pick holes in the farm like they're, they're not up to it 
um, and he's feeling like a superstar again. So they're obviously trying him at Mogul. Just mm. just keep the, the two Mitchell brothers at the same grade. He has to win. If he doesn't win this race, just he should never, he shouldn't be allowed home. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. You won't see the abattoir over them, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, no. I, he, he has to win this race. <laughs> I don't care how bold he is. I don't care what he does tonight, how many drinks he has, you know, how many parties he goes to. He has to win this race. Like, for, it's, it's a ridiculous price. He does. You're right. It's, nothing it's, it's a joke. It's, it's a gift. It is a gift. Yeah, like, you, you, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't happen often. If you're back you back and make it, you can't blame yourself. It's just an absolute low guinea, you know. He'll have to, he'll have to do something special to lose this race. Like this was, when he won at Leopardstown, he was that like he looked like the Derby winner that day, and you he know. He doesn't. Like he's, he's had two. He's had two run. He's had two runs at Epsom and. He was on skates against Serpentine, and then he didn't want to know by the time they went around Tottenham Corner. Um, like you go, you go back to his run before that. He's beaten three and a half lengths by Mara Stralis. Who the who in this field is going to get within three and a half lengths of that? Like realistically, like like that's it's clearly the best form. You can Glenn, eight year old, great season, fair play to you. You're carrying a penalty against the Hong Kong Cup winner. Uh, Passion and glory, last seen beaten. Fab- fabulous at Ascot and then Conor McGregor who the fuck is that guy like you know he's, he's jumping up to he's jumping up to a group three here against like I, I know we get mogul stick but this is a group three none of these get near Maristratus none of these win the Hong Kong Cup like I just don't and his run against Mishriff he, he, like he was just, he was like a pregnant mare that day um <laughs> Look, if he's fit and he's, he, he handles the course and distance, he won the Gordon Stakes. Forget about it. He wins this next. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, shall we move on from that then? It'd be a six to four shot tomorrow, wouldn't he? Definitely. There's a, if, if he's seven to two, you've done your money. Put it that way. Yeah, I'll just you, sit you on know. the fence, Not one for Mr. me. Mr. Magner be there hovering over the blue button or the pink button. And whatever way the prize goes, that's what's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, well... Uh, I'm just gonna sit on the fence with that one. Just watch what? it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not even interested in the race. I know Saeed's got one in there, but I wouldn't even touch it. No, that'll be for me. I'm just gonna sit and watch. Unless you're gonna tell me it's a mortgage job. Mm. Who, who are one of you? Not a single one of you can say. There's few people lumping on that tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. dollars. And let's have a look at what some other people are saying in the chat here. We've got um, on oh, no, wrong one. Uh, he, but well, he should win well, with uh, stay on board. If Mogul didn't win this with stay on board, there's only one place for him. Simon's actually hey. put the Eagle by days is Napa Friday. Is he is he it's a pipe opener for the Amor? Oh, could be. Yeah, you'd probably say it will be right. We're moving on to the next one. Saturday is now Saturday. We are going over to Goodwood again for the final day of the Goodwood Festival. This is the one mile six Qatar Lily on Lily Long Tree Stakes. Langtree. Really Langtree. Langtree. The reason I say that is because there's a there's a little town next to me called Standish with Longtree. So that's why I say it. But that's how we say it up north, not Langtree. Did they Aiden train a horse called Lady Langtree? Yep. She's the dam of mining and mm. Empress Josephine. 
Let's look at the betting here. We've got wonderful tonight at eleven to uh, eight to eleven on Alba Flores fives. Believe in love at nines. Divinely is at fourteens. Tribal craft fourteens and sixteen to one bar those. Where are we going here? Or what about Tracia here? Anything for Tracia there, Andrew? Um, can, can we just record the last conversation and play it over? Just change the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, are, are we are we are we getting into this? No, we probably. There's no point. Is like wonderful tonight. Should just win this, shouldn't she? Realistically, right. like there's um, Joseph Finn, Joseph's mare. Like she won a listed race at Bath, which is nowhere near the form required to win this. Um, Cabaletta was a, it was a lot more like it last time out, and I think she'll she could run into a place. She ran well in the race last year, despite there only being three runners. Um, look, David Minucia was crying last weekend because it didn't rain enough. I think they should attack. They, mm -hmm. Like I think she, if she she would handle good ground, you know. Like it's she she's tried it twice and she's improved no end. Like since she's tried it. She like three three wins on soft ground, fair enough. But look, I th I think she was worth a go on it. And um, look, they come here because the winner gets a hundred and seventy grand, and it's about the easiest group two on the whole calendar. Like, first of all, it's Phillies and mares only, and second of all, it's it's a it's a mile and six. Not many are going to really turn up. Um, oh, we've got nine runners. Hundred. She's a hundred. She's rated one hundred and seventeen. She has a group one penalty. But she's miles clear. It is. Um, yeah. Alba Flora. Oh, did she get the trip. She's by Muharar. Um, she was second to Berkshire Rocco. That wasn't bad form last last year at Ascot. Um, she bolted up at Ascot then on a reappearance, and then she was but she was beaten six lengths by Wonderful tonight in the Hardwick. So it's hard to see her kind of reversing that form. Uh, she's eight to eleven. She'll she'll probably just go and win this, and then. Pop off to France then for the for the rest of the year. Yeah, Declan, I'll set you a challenge then. Sum up this race in ten words. <laughs> ten words. That's no. already seven. You've got wait, seven wait, wait, I can't do that. No, I look. can't do that. I like to sound young, I like to sound young, boys too much. Um, look, I'm sure like she has to win this, and uh, she's a big, powerful filly. She's absolutely wiped the floor with this. Who's going to be second? I don't know. Divinely has been second to Snowfall and toward the Snowfall at Epsom. If you're looking for the forecast, maybe. Um, but like she, she's won a Group One over this trip, wonderful tonight, and she's turning up here. It doesn't matter what the ground's going to be like. And I, Andy, I would have loved to see her try fast ground because. Mm. The only time she ran on fast ground, she was beaten by Tanarwa. And maybe Tanarwa was just better than her. Uh, now, I know she was she wasn't beaten miles. She might have been toward a fort. Yeah, there's um, no shame in it, though. No, but the, Rabbi has. That's the name of the horse, like the, the French filly. Yeah. She was second in the race. You know, there's, there's absolute no shame in how she ran that race. And and we just don't know. You know, put her in, put, run her the weekend. Um Runner in the King George, and, and how much does she improve for fast ground in a proper race that we really would have found something out there? And I just don't know, unless she's legs of glass, I don't know, but she's a bit older, you know, um, she's a bit stronger. Maybe she'll maybe she'll take the fast ground now, um, but they're not going to know until they try it. And they could have tried it and won the race last week, and it, it is a shame they didn't try it. 
Um, just because she didn't want the fast ground when she was a little bit younger doesn't mean now that she's a bigger, stronger filly, she, she won't handle it now. Um, that she, she could have been well able to handle it now. Um, so it is a little bit of a shame, but she's just going to turn up here and wipe the floor with this unless she's sick or something there would have to be something wrong she'd have to be even if she's out with mogul tonight if even if he's in her stable doing all sorts of ball things like we know he does the two of them would still turn up and win thanks very much there it wasn't 10 words but well done we got 10 there. minutes 10 minutes then steve <laughs> go on then i'll give you i'll give you five words steven <laughs> She's gonna win in she nine stone nine. She's gonna win in ah. Oh. Alba Flora hadn't run it. Didn't she's one word? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I say if Alba Flora hadn't run in the Coronation Cup in the hard week, it'd probably be a lot shorter. It'd probably be closer in Bent because she looked really good at Ascot before, but she's had her ground the last twice, which we thought she needed, which is often she's got ground to make up on the favourite as well. So divinely we never we were sort of ooh and ahhing about her with a trip wouldn't we for the oaks the other week she ended up running them for second three-year-old uh throwing for the forecast maybe divinely for wins wonderful tonight should win this would, would you worry about i don't like it when they step up in trip you know like when there's a bigger target later on she's won a group one over this trip i know but the arcs the, the arcs the day in it which, which they all want you know yeah, I look, yeah, she's she's more than that, though. 70 grand. You wouldn't want her to have an odd race anyway, would you? No, I don't think she would. Well, they, they say that the more you go, the longer it takes to recover, but it's it's July. Yeah. She's a powerful old thing, I know she's. Um, oh, she'll win, she'll win. Yeah, all right, thanks very much, boys. Uh, out of interest, I'm just wanting to, I'd like to know, you know, our listeners who are listening right now, put in the chat, boys and girls, if you're listening, where you are from. I'd love to know. I want you to tell us where you're from, where you're based in the UK, where are you or, based in Ireland? Tell us. I'd love to know if um, if, if Mogul and Wonderful tonight can see the baby tonight. What would you call it? Oh, Mog, Mo, Mogul tonight. Wonderful world. Will they be Mogling tonight? Dirty night out. Mogling tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go on. Final race that we're going to be covering is the Stewards Cup, which is always a massive betting heat, isn't it? It's the six furlongs. Cavalry charge all the way down that hill at Goodwood, uh, the 340 on Saturday. And at the top of the market, we have got Fresh, who uh, has been running very creditably this year and is now 7-1, to one, but in from 12s. Hurricane Ivers there for the Haggish Yard at 10s. Comanche Falls at 12s with Edge Talab also, who's been running well round Chester. Is it Chester? I think it is Chester she's been running mm. at. Yep, uh, Chief of Chiefs, um, 14s, Jamie Spencer's on board that, Bielsa and Chill Chill are both in there at 16s with Miras and Punchball Flyer and Summerhand also at 16s, all the way down right to the bottom to Ostilio, who is 66 to 1. It's a huge betting heat. Do we have anything here that we really, really like, boys? You're going to take some each way throws of the darts here. What do you think, Stephen? Where are we going to go about it? Needs to come to me first. Yeah, it's um, yeah. another race, isn't it? Where we you probably owed a few quid. Um, how many times has Bielsa been favourite? Lots <laughs> since uh, since Bielsa went to Leeds. Quite a lot, isn't it? Well, many. Yeah. Is Hey Jonesy win this at forty one? I was at the Woking. Is Woking? Yeah. No, I want to keep this short and sweet. I've not I've not looked for it in real depth. 
I've seen Fanshawe's got the favourite. He's, he's got a good record in the race. He won it with Zidane, going back a few years ago with Spencer on. Um, the one I like that jumped, jumped off of me a few days ago was Edge Tillab, um, which Chris had mentioned. Uh, this horse last year was mainly campaigned, last couple of years, mainly campaigned at seven, where he used to go off like a bit of an headless chicken. We used to go off really quickly, in fact, like a five furlong sprinter. And in most of races, he was caught really late. And I was always saying to myself, I'd love to see this all drop to six. It's been dropped to six more this season. And they've actually changed tactics as well. They've held, it, held him up. And he seems like a completely different horse. He's getting his head in front and the confidence must be high. And I don't think it would matter if, if he broke well and led. I don't think it'd be a problem. And I don't think it'd be a problem if he, if he got time into the race. I think he's got a really good chance. Thank you very much, sir, Stephen. Right. Uh, what do you say, buddy? I don't fancy anything else in it. No worries, no worries. Declan, you? Um, from a sample size of 790, <laughs> <laughs> not one horse has won from stall 27. <gasps> and that's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. <laughs> that's going to change the weekend. Uh, David Minusia has uh, Atalanta's boy. Um, he, he loves it here. He's far from five. Um, David Minusia is in great form the last 21 days. He's 31%. He's 27%. Uh, it's one of the highest here over the last 10 years. Um, Thomas Greatrix is 29% here. Um, he's been well beat. Quite, and he was pulled up. He didn't. He, he didn't start at Windsor. And he basically was well, refused he to rest. Last, last. Do you what? He basically has refused to rest in the last two occasions, hasn't he? I know, but he's going to be so far from the race in stall twenty-seven. Mm, he's not yeah. even going to know he's in a race. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually quite short for a horse who has was pulled up because he basically refused the last time. He's drawn yeah. twenty-seven. He, you know. But he loves it here, and um, he's look. Records are there to they're, they're made to be broken, and he's going to be the first horse in seven hundred and ninety runners to win from stall twenty seven mm. over six furlongs at Goodwood. Yeah, my uh, little question there from Simon. What's your thoughts on the draw, low or high numbers? Would you say, Andy, in this? Um, do we end, any of us have an opinion on that? They usually the draw analysis here, um, and it's you know, I, I go to ten. I it once the field's bigger than ten. Again, style nine is doing okay, but it's it's you're going one to six, and then it drops off seven and eight, and then nine does pretty well. But other than that, forget about it unless you're in twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, don't want that. Don't want that stuff. I'd just probably watch where the pace is, really. I'd always look where the pace is and then judge where, where I'm going to go um, based on that. That would be my thoughts. Andy, what do you like in this one? Um, I was, yeah, I was looking at the weight. So there's one horse that's theoretically well in by three pounds. is Hurricane Ivor for his short head defeat against significantly in Adasco. Uh, was Hurricane Ivor the horse where they just they pretended it was a dead heat? Or was that the at Sandown where your man couldn't read the photo? Yeah. There was, I think, it was two starts ago. Did it? Did he yeah, win? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was that Good one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he's the only horse that's theoretically well in. There's a few that are actually wrong at the weight. Stanzino being the worst. He's eight pounds wrong. 
<laughs> for his mark. Poor bastard. He should be off 101. Um, but he has to run here off 109. Um, I think Mick Apple probably just wants some owners and trainers badges for today, maybe. But um, <laughs> look, the one I the one I like is actually three pounds wrong. Um, but he's well handicapped on the basis of his run in the race last year, and he also has the services of the best jockey in the world, Ryan Moore. Um, so yeah, it's Meras for for Mark Johnston and Ryan Moore. Um, look, he was he was only beaten two lengths by Summergand last year off 103. He's three pounds lower here today, or he'd be three pounds lower on Saturday. Um, look, he was two and a half lengths behind Danzino at Haydock. Now that was only a three runner race. Um, but for that for that two and a half lengths, um, I think yeah. So for that for that two and a half lengths, he's uh, nine pounds better off with that rival. So, oh, well, obviously Danzino's going to be getting claimed off, but you know, that doesn't really bother me too much. But uh, his run against Kamachi Falls at, at Hamilton, he, he ran okay. I I'd, I'd be expecting that this was maybe the plan for him since he ran so well in the race last year. I think there's um. I just think that he could have a little bit up his sleeve, despite him obviously being three pounds wrong. But if he's, I think he's been trained for this race, he's probably going to make the running up the up the rail for twenty four, maybe for Dexhorse if he bothers come out the stalls. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it'd be Meras, it'd be Meras for me up the rail. Hopefully he can stay there, um, and I I just hope that this is um, this has been the plan. But if it, if if Mark Johnson doesn't win this, he'll he'll win he'll win a Hamilton with a with um what's his name Marie's Diamond who they took out of the, the mile race to, to run at Hamilton because he doesn't have a penalty there. So, oh, Thanks very much, Andrew. Right, so I'll just summarise those, uh, Declan. What did you go for? Um, Atalanta's boy. Atalanta's boy. Stephen? Edge to lab. Edge to lab. And Andrew? Magical Ryan on Meras. You can read the oh, headline Ryan. on Sunday. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Best job right then, boys. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Have we got anything else for the weekend, though, boys? Declan, do you have you got anything? No, didn't get a chance to look. I was too busy trying to calm you down after Milkwood wasn't quick enough to go through the gap to look. <laughs> where's the, Where's the mute button on here? Where's the mute button? <laughs> right, uh, Andy, Wick. do you know who will be quick enough and he won't need to take any gaps? Is Marie's Diamond because he's gonna he's gonna make all the running at Hamilton. Uh, I'm seeing tissue prices here. It's a five-runner race. He won it air. Um, really, really gutsy. Now, I see a tissue price of nine to two, but if Shalir runs well in the Golden Mile, he's not going to be that price because he nailed Shalir, Shalir on the line of air. Um, mm -hmm. For some reason, there's another Class 2 handicap a day later at Hamilton. Um, I don't know who makes the schedule for these things, but... Um, you know the golden mile class two handicap obviously it's worth a fortune but a day later there's literally a, another class two handicap and the reason for a pattern is stuff like this isn't supposed to happen but hey ho but hey, there's money uh this is at saturday this is saturday 20 past seven at hamilton all right um marie's grand, diamond 15 yeah 15 grand to the winner it's a nice enough pot i suppose mm. but i'm but, going to linfield saturday by the way mm. oh, oh very nice turf yeah. like, turf meeting um i just think marie's diamond could have still a little bit in hand i don't think this race is a strong um artistic rifles like he's he's won a class uh, he well he, he was he won a class three at ripon and was kind of found wanting at york um 
I just think he's going to make all the running and boss these around, to be honest, Marie's time. And I'd, I'd really, really fancy him to win again at Hamilton 20 past seven. Uh, he'd be my bet at the weekend. Is that uh, Stephen? You? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, only what I've mentioned, I'm going to have a bit of an ambitious each way, doubles and trebles tomorrow. May Darnie to go out, break out, and um, make or probably hold on for a place if lucky. I think Arecibo will pick up some pieces and hopefully get a place 16 to 1. And I'm going to throw Eagles by a day in. I just like the way he'll be raced. He'll be dropped yeah. out. A lot of a lot of monkeys in this race. You know, he's yeah. he's not a bad animal. He may be the Eagle, maybe his target, but he could he could surprise in this. It's too big a price anyway. So Simon's written naps of the week. Neon nap of the week is Declan. Um, it's our power. But I just say um, I I tip Rocket Toy up last week basically on what Andy Slattery said live on RTA but he has declared him again on Sunday in the 2.35 and as I said earlier I do like when horses are turned out quickly at these festivals uh, he was fourth in the race on Monday I, I didn't even see it so I, I can't tell you how he finished but there was a lot of money for him Um, I think he might have he went off he definitely went favourite at one stage, he, he opened up at 12 to 1 the night before, so they must be thinking they can um, they can go with Emerald on, on Sunday, so he's yeah. worth a look. Uh, yeah, um, my nap of the weekend, my next best would be Art Power, but one that I like. De uh, Steve, you said you're going to Lingfield, didn't you? I am, yeah, it's not a great car, but you'd be always playing after racing. <laughs> All right, well, the seven furlong handicap at 7.05 as a horse that I've put up on here a few times before, and I still think he's well handicapped, and that horse is deputy for Charlie Fellows and Louis Stewart. Ooh. I think he's the nap of the weekend again. I, I still think he's well enough 70. He should be... He, he looks to me like he's, he's, a, he's an 80-plus horse um, visually, based on his earlier form, and I think he's improving. Uh, he'd be one for me at Lingfield 705. That would be nap. Already as well. Yeah, five to two years at the minute. Um, mm. on the you can see, uh, deputy 705 Linkfield and it nap material for you this weekend. Um, yeah, Marie's diamond. He's actually uh, one bookmaker actually have him up at 11 to four, second in. Um, he'll just win. I'll, I'll double him with Mogul as well. Oh, oh, nice, Steve. You, what was your nap against? Did you mention yours? No, naturally. I just said I'll go with tomorrow's. I'll do each way doubles and trebles, Maidani, Arecibo, and. Eagles by day. Excellent. Right, boys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Another good podcast this week. Thank you very much, everybody who's, who's tuned in again and listened to us banging on for another hour all about our mm -hmm. favourite sport that is out there. And none of us have cried tonight over what happened with not spilt any milk anyway, let's put it that way. Nothing cry uh, back really. <laughs> Well, you can <laughs> stay because you've been back the winner. You're happy, happy. Uh, right, well, enjoy your weekend, boys, whatever you're up to. Are you going to be watching the racing this weekend? Yep, racing yeah, rugby, hopefully. you name it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be nice if I can get some Stay of it. Excellent. Right, uh, well, well, thanks very much. Thanks to everybody else who's joined in the chat. Thanks to Paddy and Brownlow. There he is saying thanks, boys. Thanks to Simon Smith on YouTube. Thanks from London. Amaretto Limoncello. Good darts, guys. Nice to see that you've joined in, buddy. That's a cool name, isn't it? Amaretto Limoncello. Is that his real name? It's not he. It's fucking it, woman. It <laughs> Anna, it's Anna. Oh dear, terrible of me. <laughs> shoot me, shoot me. Quick, Anna. turn it off before the comments. Yeah, this is right. like the milk just gone from bad to worse. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, dear. Cheers, Demo. Right, we'll see you all again next week, boys. See you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.